And welcome back to a special Replay Values episode. Yes. My name's Michael. Yes, and I'm Patrick. Um, and by special, I mean old, because uh, what are we doing today, Patrick? Uh, we are cracking open the vault, uh, you know, going through the archives, yes. uh, searching through that warehouse where the villain from Indiana Jones was locked away, or no, yep. the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of what? the Covenant was... That's what yes. ended up going in there, yep, yep. The Ark of Covenant um, defeated the villains. Yes, <laughs> melted the, them yeah. all. Melted the Nazis. Very impressionable scene to watch as a child, but <laughs> you know what? It was still a good movie. Yes. So yeah, we are uh, we're cracking open the vault and we're pulling out some things from 2019. 2019. Uh, this particular episode is from our friend Hannah Lupien. Yes, Hannah came on to talk to us about Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and we're very excited to be able to share this with you. Um, we're not going to get into it too much here on this intro, because we actually recorded an, an intro. intro for this episode in 2019, uh, which you'll hear after this, where we talk quite a bit more, um, and you can hear the uh, pre-pandemic freshness in our voices. Oh, yes, that timber, that, yeah, that, exactly. that pre-COVID timber that we had. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll um, we'll just kind of let you get right to it, and we hope you enjoy uh, this uh, special archive replay value. <laughs> Welcome to Replay Values, a podcast about how games and gaming experiences can enrich our lives. My name's Petro, alongside my co-host Patrick. How you doing, hey, Pat? Hey, that's me. Did, yes. Oh, how am I doing? <laughs> yes. I'm doing well. I'm doing great. <laughs> you, and how you're doing, you are yourself. Yes, that's. I'm very me right now. That's good. I, you I know, guess. Sometimes we don't feel like ourselves, so Ooh. I think it's important. Get that, deep real quick. Yeah, as as we delve into this uh, this podcast and, you know. What's this podcast about? On this, it is about how games and gaming experiences can enrich our lives. So every episode we have a guest on who we will interview about a particular game and or gaming experience or a variety of games you know, whatever whatever they want to share with us. Game stuff. And, yeah, game stuff, and the positive impact it had on them, uh, you know, to varying degrees, and, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Sounds we've, good. We've had some very good interviews so far, including the one you're going to hear once you're done hitting the, the skip button. <laughs> <laughs> they just only, they're minutes. only here for the interviews. This is like our, our, Playboy for the articles. They're our, like, I need to get past this part. Have our metrics so far just been like, man, there there's a lot of like, skipping straight to 15 to. seconds yeah. <laughs> until we get to the interview. We, we could see it and then it just stops once yeah. another person is talking besides <laughs> us. That sounds right. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what are you playing right now? Uh, well, this might surprise you. I'm surprised. I'm playing Dark Souls 3. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, I've talk, I think I've talked about a From Software game on every episode so far. You were, Oh, yeah. And you talked about the first Dark Souls being on the Switch last time, I yep. think. So, yeah. And, yeah, and then I decided to play Dark Souls 3 because I hadn't played it. Oh. And um, so this is my first playthrough, and I... Do you feel like it's a... Is it an addition to the series that was worthwhile, or...? I think so. I think if you're talking about you know the artistic merits of a game and, and its sequels that's all i'm ever talking you could about probably you could probably make the argument that only the first dark souls was really necessary and, all right. and that the the sequels were just you know following up on something that was successful and like making changes that were not necessarily for the better all the time but mm -hmm. i also love the sequels too and i'm having a great time with dark souls 3 i'm on the dlc um someone rudely honked their horn outside the window we're just gonna move <laughs> we're past rolling it. through it we're rolling um, through it yeah, I'm playing through the DLC. I mean, I will say this about Dark Souls 3 and, and any Dark Souls game after your first one, because I think the first one's always the hard. The first one you play is always the hardest because you like have to learn how to play these uh -huh. types of games. That's what that song, The First Cut is the Deepest, was actually about. That's right, Sheryl Crow. The first the time you play a yeah. Dark Souls game. I think that was a cover that Sheryl Crow did. I'm sorry. About. I forgot. But it was a, but her 
She did a cover specifically to talk about Dark, Dark Souls. Souls. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds I think right. the first cut is the deepest is the Dark Souls <laughs> of songs, so that's fair. Um, but, like, to give you an idea, like, with now that I'm at Dark Souls 3, my first playthrough has been without a shield. Oh, uh, because, I like at all. Because I've just... I'm not even, given up on I'm blocking. not even an expert in these games. I just know how they work well enough that I figured it out. All right. Um, I'm actually struggling a lot with Bloodborne, but you also don't have shields. Uh, but the pace of that game is slightly different. I just watched a review of that, and I, I think I'd be into playing it. I think if I were to recommend one to someone who wasn't a fan of the series at all, maybe Bloodborne would be mm-hmm. the most accessible, because a lot of the mechanics of it are more streamlined. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still very difficult and very unforgiving in a lot of ways, uh, but it's... Yeah, it's a, it's a little more hack and slashy because you get health back I like if that. you get hurt by hitting an enemy if you if you attack them fast enough. Oh, I like that a lot. Um, and then the way you can counter enemy attacks is by shooting them with a gun instead of like timing a shield swipe that can be tricky to do. That sounds a million times um, Yeah, so it's uh, to those elements I would say for sure. And I think it was, I think maybe Dark Souls 3 was more successful because it was just released on more consoles and by that point the game had achieved the, real like, mainstream like ubiquity but mm-hmm. i think bloodborne was surprisingly successful when they came out with that in a way that i don't know if they were necessarily expecting all right uh, but yeah so i'm playing that and i'm still playing mario maker i finally nice. got uh i finally after uploading a few levels got a level that people are giving me likes for oh um, strangers that, i mean three hey uh, yes, that's something. Three better than zero and yeah, yeah, all strangers. So you should uh, you should reach know. out to them and have them listen to this podcast so you can yeah. shout them out. Uh, it's the level I made was called Monty Mole's Bouncy Heaven uh, about and the themed around musical the bouncy musical note blocks uh-huh. Mario three and clouds and going that sounds there. beautiful. Um, yeah, it, I'm still not great at level building. I feel like I'm too impatient, and I so I rather because the classic approach to making a mario level is like you introduce a concept and then you kind of like build I'll on work it off and, of that yeah. yeah work off of it and then maybe like weave a couple other things in over the course of like a full stage mm-hmm. and i feel like all of my levels you can see where i got tired of an idea and was just like oh yeah, like i don't know another mole now, I don't there's care. a door and you go here or like oh i gave it branching paths because i just couldn't resist and ah. so now and so most of the people who played level won't see all the stuff i made which is so the next level i'm making i'm trying to just make a singular like way to get through it rather than because like all of my levels have like more than one way to get through it right now all right and that's just that's your castlevania obsession yeah probably a little bit of that Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and so now i'm doing that but anyway that's that's what's keeping me busy what about you uh well so i haven't really been playing anything single player a lot lately but i did play the uh switch mario party uh super mario party Party. yeah a few times recently uh one one lost one so you know so there you go it was a good time but i I just, I'm glad that they, like, went back to the more classic, like, everybody on their own. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that there are different dice blocks now. Uh, so the character that you pick, like, in quotation marks, matters, but it doesn't really. But uh, there are at least interesting little things that you can do. You can strategize a little bit. And the minigames are a lot of fun. Yeah. In particular, there's one where you uh, stir-fry a cube steak. <laughs> and hmm. I don't know why, but the, like, holding the Joy-Con and, like, pretending to flip around a frying pan is kind of my favorite thing. Yeah, I like that. And I think those, they probably needed to take a break from making those games anyway, because I think they yeah. got pretty bad. Well, the Wii U one, everybody was in a go-kart together. Yeah, um, I never played it, but I remember seeing videos of it. It was very weird. The only cool part about that one was that whoever was holding the con- like the the handheld like screen on the Wii U could uh, play as Bowser and basically <laughs> screw over the other players. And that was interesting and definitely a fun concept, but just not that great. Yeah, the Wii U had some neat ideas, but I think just didn't... 
It did not stick the landing. Yeah, maybe it almost came out at the wrong time. I wonder if a console like that had come out when online multiplayer was less of a focus. Mm. If maybe the idea of like so many people sitting together would have been good. And I, I know Switch is also big on local multiplayer, but mm-hmm. it's also way less like labor-intensive yes. to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I feel like they hit on the right thing this time. Yeah, and then the other thing, the other party game that I was playing over the past weekend was a classic. It was Fusion Frenzy. I don't know uh, if you remember that, but it was... I never played it, but the name does sound familiar. It was on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. It was, like, these, like, very, like, jet-set radio uh, sort of characters and, like, cargo pants, like, ravers uh, that either, like, ran around these stages or got into these metal balls and, like, rolled around. They're very simple games. Uh, I would not argue that it is, like, a well-made game, but for some reason, me and uh, a few of the guys back in Maryland were playing... Laughing so hard we couldn't breathe, just playing what is called sumo, which is four balls are like layered into a thing, the stage slowly drops off and you try to stay on the platform. Like incredibly simple, but just for some reason like uproariously laughing at just doing that over and over again. I think that's great. I think it's great that you guys are having so much fun with such a simple concept. <laughs> like a what, stupidly simple concept. what I think was like an Xbox launch title. Yeah, it was, it was the original Xbox. I think it was 2001 or 2002 that the that it came out. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, it launched with the Xbox the yeah. console. I seem to remember back when we all were rolling our eyes at the idea of Microsoft having a video game console and... Halo being, like, the legit game for it. Yes. And then it was like, we have other games, too. Fusion, Frenzy. That sounds right. Yeah. And everybody was just like, I don't care. And I was like, whatever, GameCube's where it's at. And I was <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> I will say that it was pretty amazing. I mean, this is the same group of friends, basically, that back in... What, was that high school? Yeah, high school. Mm-hmm. When the Xbox came out, we would go and have LAN parties and hook up two Xboxes. That's true. That was, like, a big novel thing with, yeah. with that system. And then we, we did that in college, too, yeah. I remember. Then I wound up buying an Xbox. Yes. Can you guess which game I wanted to play on Xbox? Uh, let's see. You wanted to play uh, Ninja Gaiden? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> My brother and I bought an Xbox specifically so All we right. could play Ninja Gaiden. I'm glad I got that. I really wish they would remaster those games. Yeah, I'm sure you do. either PS4 or Switch. Switch. One of the two consoles. One of the two consoles that I currently own, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, who do we have up today in so, our interview? Today we have our lovely friend Hannah, mm-hmm. um, and she is going to talk to us about Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh, that's a big one. That is that's a big Stranger one. Things, like nerd shit. That's big these days, huh? <laughs> yep, and hopefully <laughs> in the days where you're listening to this. But yeah, it's uh, tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> uh, I I I was pretty late to the party when it came to D and D. Oh, that's I, a good. There's a good only, uh, duple. I said it completely unintentionally. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Late to the late to the campaign party. Late to the adventuring party. Oh, there you um, go. When it came to D and D, and I yeah, I I really had a lot of fun with fifth edition, um, and I think it, it's been it the makes most it a lot easier one. and more approachable, right? Like, I started to read the fourth edition book because I was just curious what like older rule sets were like, and it was I quickly stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, I know people just didn't like fourth edition anyway, but uh-huh. uh, but I was also like, eh, this is. Fifth edition is about as complicated as I need it to be. All right. Um, but yeah, so she she's going to talk to us about um, her experience getting into it, especially um, as someone who always considered that to be very much outside of her wheelhouse mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. kind of how she found her way in mm-hmm. um, how to she doing that. Like elbowed her way into the boys club. Yeah, so. yeah, breaking into the boys club, but also kind of finding a way for the game, I think, to resonate with her on mm-hmm. some level. 
um, rather than just thinking of it as a bunch of like mechanics and you know that's true like she that. she does talk about a lot and it's something that i feel like is sometimes lost uh i mean well it's heavily parodied uh in television and movies and stuff like that but the, the role-playing aspect the yeah getting in to be another character and like test out and see what their limits are and what mm -hmm. they would do and stuff like that it's 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 definitely a very cool and fun thing to do i mean yeah. also a lot of us are theater kids so exactly so it comes to some of us a little more naturally than others yeah. but uh but yeah and then her husband, uh, our friend Noah, who's the dungeon master. Um, yeah, total nerd. Yeah, also <laughs> super, super Loves nerd. painting miniatures. Uh, yeah, has a big uh, miniatures collection, very nicely done. The the campaign that uh, some of us are a part of have our own custom miniatures for our characters. They are very cool. Um, which would be very cool, and I, I'm, I'm worried that jealous. I'm going to die at some point, and then nope. I'll have to get a new one. Never. Um, but uh, yeah, and then she also told us what I thought was a really interesting anecdote about that I didn't know about him uh -huh. even though i've known him for longer than she has Ooh, which is that uh, oh, i'm just i've known no longer yeah, than i you. met him first yeah uh, you may be his wife but... they're closer now yeah. <laughs> yeah um you know i don't know <laughs> okay well i'm not going to challenge that <laughs> uh but but something i didn't know uh was that he didn't really like games that much and they didn't have any in their house when they first lived together because he was not he was not into competition. You make him sound traumatized, like yeah. he's like no games. <laughs> I know that that sounds like he's a real stick in the mud, which is not no at all the case. competitive um, games. But I just felt like hanging out with us all, like we played games all the time, and I felt like he participated. We were known for playing games. Um, Every time somebody was like, "I don't play games," we were like, "I don't want anything to do with just you." Pie face, just yeah, pie face, hand in the face, yeah. just shove it. No, no more words. No games, um, no us. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was surprised to learn that, and uh, I thought it was really interesting to hear, you know, how she was able to kind of teach him something mm -hmm. about about that. For some and reason, I, I just pictured her like sitting behind him, like moving the game <laughs> pieces, like in yeah. Ghost, like Here's with the clay. How you roll dice. Yeah, like holding his hand for him, and like some sort of romantic montage. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, I like that. Nice. I'm, not, I'm going to be thinking about that for a while, which means we should probably cut away to. Uh, I think that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness, though, we hope you like it, and uh, oh, wait. please... We never told him how to, like, get a hold of us. And that like I was literally segueing into oh, that, but man, why, don't, you off. why don't you take it? Oh, well, you should uh, definitely reach out to us with your stories about playing games and, and uh, the impact that it had on your life and stuff like that uh, with contact at replayvalues.com. That's right. Uh, or you could also tweet at us at replay underscore values, or you could hit us up on Instagram at replay underscore values. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Yeah, so many places to, to get out. And yeah, we hope to hear from you, and we hope you like this interview. Yeah. And we jump right in. Yay. All right, and we're back. Uh, we are here in the studio with uh, the wonderful Hannah Lupian. She's here to tell us about her Replay Values gaming experience. Hannah, how's it going? It's great. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, we really, really look forward to hearing you know what, you, what you're here to talk about today, and... Um, uh, having played games with you in the past, full disclosure, uh, <laughs> that's, very, that's a very important bylaw. I, right I, need, I need people to know that I'm not coming at this from an objective place. You have um, played and enjoyed games with Hannah before. Yeah, so. exactly. So. Have there been times you played games with me and not enjoyed it? Oh, that's for a future episode. <laughs> You're not going to be on that one. <laughs> Dish Ashley. Yeah, exactly. We actually went over that in the intro. Yeah. Uh, a whole bunch. So Great. don't listen to this one. <laughs> or just skip to the halfway point. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so um, uh, I guess uh, what, what kind of game did you want to talk about today? Well, I wanted to talk about Dungeons & Dragons. That is a game. 
that I think maybe people have heard of. Is it? Huh? Is it? Is so actually, what 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 justifies that it's a game? Um. Well, actually, what is a game? Do you want to? Maybe life is a game when you oh, really think about it. I like it. Um, tell us about Dungeons and Dragons. So, um, as you guys know, because you were there. Um, my... Unlike Michael, I haven't played games with you before, so. <laughs> so that's fine. We ate in an unbiased yes, party. I'm to, the unbiased one in the room. Are we are we lying to your viewers? Yes. Your listeners? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. That's yeah. also my job. Good. Michael always tells the truth. I always lie. We're that riddle. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's good to say it's to convince people of a lie when you say you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> in a way that they can hear it. That's great. You have such a trustworthy voice. Oh, that's thank you. Sonorous. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So. Oh my god. Oh, I'm a little flush, guys. Whew. Okay, tell us about Dungeons & Dragons. Um, so I first played Dungeons & Dragons with um, the, the group of us that mm-hmm. play yeah. together, that continue to play together. Um, the the beautiful Noah Waterman is our, is our DM. He is beautiful. As he knows. Yeah, um, so are we going to have a bias statement about that? That's not. That's just objectively true. Oh, that's true. Right? Okay. I mean, I'm biased also, but towards him being beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That's All right. Fair. Good. Anyway, um, I never played before. Sorry. Should we make a disclaimer about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, Waterman, your husband. Yeah. I am married to our DM. Um, still objectively beautiful. Uh, still, I think objectively a, a great DM. Yeah, he is a great DM. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, not <laughs> beauty. That's fine. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> gotcha. Off, off mic. <laughs> um, so Noah had uh, given the starter set of D&D to our other friends, Eli and Brittany, as, mm-hmm. a, as a Hanukkah gift, a birthday gift, something like that. Some occasion. Some mm-hmm. occasion, um, which was really thoughtful because they had been talking about wanting to play it. And I think Brittany was the one who had said she wanted to DM. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, life gets in the way. I think she had a new job or something. She didn't have the bandwidth to, to do it. And he was like, can I have my gift back? I want to DM, <laughs> DM the gift. Do you mind re-gifting this to me? <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of a gift, the gift that keeps on giving. Not yeah. a gift of the Magi situation. Um, no. Oh, yes. Where, where he had to give up his ability to read in order to, to buy the book and... and they gave up their yes. ability to play games in order to buy him... Their imagination. Yeah, yeah. 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 there you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they had to sell their imagination <laughs> in order to get him reading glasses. Yeah. That was... Man. Yeah. Gifts of the Magi. Yeah. Let's just you... talk about that stuff. <laughs> How do you sell your imagination? I, I'm, I'm picturing somebody needing an imagination, yeah. some boring person who's like, I need... Is it weird that I'm having a hard time imagining that situation? <laughs> have I sold Did my... Yourself? Have I sold my oh. imagination already? Maybe you need to go buy one. Is that the twist? <laughs> Was there a twist in Gift of the Magi? Like M. Night on? Like... <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. doing a version of that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's going to tie into the glass uh, Unbreakable the, Oh, universe. yeah. All yeah. The, the whole thing. At the end, the three kings show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Wonderful. The Magi. Those. That's the. The in kids. The, in, the, in like the Bible story. Yeah. My mind is blown. I did not know that. Oh, was the Bible yeah. Story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From, I mean, I don't. From, I don't think. Old, yeah, it's new, a, that's a New, new Testament thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's at the beginning of the New Testament. He, they roll in on Jesus. They didn't make Jesus sacrifice things. To they didn't actually. And I, I forget the, why. The I think sometime in the story of the gift of the Magi, they reference the three kings and the gifts they gave. Yeah. We are getting very old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say for the second time today, I'm a Jewess. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> First time on yes. mic, so that's good. We that's actually good. wanted to, we wanted you to come on so we could explain the New Testament to you. <laughs> so that's that's what this episode's this was, gonna be about. This is actually a total break. <laughs> Nothing to do with games. We're only gonna describe the New Testament. No. But anyways, starter set gets regifted to your husband. Yeah. Arguably objectively beautiful, Noah Waterman. Right. <laughs> yeah. Subjectively beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. I guess if it's arguable, it's subjective. <laughs> So, yeah, my subjectively beautiful husband is like, I'm going to DM this game. And I was like, I don't know what DM means. Mm-hmm. What are you talk- who are you talking about? Direct message. Sounds about? like a sex thing. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a sex thing. Okay. Like, I'm down for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I didn't, I mean, obviously I'd heard of D&D, but mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. I really didn't. It felt like this thing that was very far away from my lived experience. Uh, like, the thing that, like... I don't know, like boys in basements did. Sure. Isn't that fair? Mm-hmm. That is yeah. the typical image of D and D is like sad teenage boys with <laughs> like Mountain Dew and Doritos and graph right. paper and graph paper. I feel like I didn't even have a. I oh, didn't you didn't even graph picture graph paper. Because I, I think part of it was that I didn't know even how you operationalized D and D. That's true. I oh, knew yeah. it was an. I knew it was a role playing game. I could not have explained to you what a role playing game was. Sure. I had once at the park seen people LARPing, and I think oh. that was the. The closest I could have gotten. I, I wow. Okay. That's, yeah. It's not too far off. It's, yeah. 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 Taken to a more active extreme, basically. Right. Yeah. And like, I are they like the jocks of role playing? Only if they came by the basements to bully the players. <laughs> Come out of the basement, nerd. <laughs> we got foam I got swords. You. Yeah, I got your graph paper right here. <laughs> Just like crumpling and throw it in their faces. You guys um, are relating to this pretty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did it, was I a LARPer in high school who bullied D&D players? Maybe. Oh, no. Nobody thought that you were the bully. <laughs> yeah, no. Also, I... Never, no, that's okay. I, it I'm is sorry. 100% true. I know it's Patrick's job to... To bully you. To bully me. That's okay. Yeah. No, I... You walked into that one. There was no situation where I was bullying anyone in high school. <laughs> that is for sure. That's why I'm on a podcast talking about Dungeons & Dragons. Or actually, you were also in kind of like a dark room... With the door closed on a sunny day. That is true. Yeah. All of that's true. I always feel I'll the I always feel the most guilty during our Dungeons and Dragons play sessions when, when it's, it's really like nice a out. beautiful day yeah. out. And I'm like, what a day to go sit in your living room all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait, where where are we in this story? You, the starter kit came back. Yeah. Noah said, "I'm going to DM this game." Yes. I said, "I have no idea what yes. this is about." But he said, "He's like, look, this is going to happen once a week or whatever in our home. Do you want to play?" Yeah. Um, and Noah, this is going to be a podcast about our relationship now. Oh, I love it. That's, Great. This is where this yeah. is going. No, I'm joking, but when Noah and I first moved in together, he always, like, we'd, after, you know, we'd get home from work, we'd have dinner, and then he'd want to, like, watch TV, and I was, I was like, let's do something, like, a little bit more engaged than that. Do you want to, like, play a game? And he was really anti-playing games. He did not want to play a game. Really? Uh, yeah. This is actually blowing my mind right this now. This is very surprising. Really? Yeah. When, when was this? We moved in together, I don't know. Six years ago? That's so wild. He didn't want to play games. I guess that explains why we never played games like when we all lived together after college. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. He was not normally one of the ones sitting in the room playing the games with us. That's true. And I inherited a lot of his old Super Nintendo games and stuff like that, and he moved out because he he decided he didn't need them anymore. And I'm not... I wasn't... I wasn't really... I had no experience playing video games Mm -hmm. either, so I was really talking about playing a board game or a card game or something, but he was really against it, against the idea. Um... It turns out he just doesn't like competition. Uh, <laughs> and that took a long time for us to get to. Interesting. That feels so true. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, now yeah. I have this whole new grasp on. <laughs> yeah. 
That is very fair. <laughs> You're going uh, to have Noah on. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be on anyway, but mm-hmm. I, we're going to literally turn it into a competition somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a competitive yes, It'll be a competitive podcast. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I will win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're gonna win. But yeah. For your for your listeners, I'm super competitive. Um, and Noah is not competitive at all. Yes, I do know that about you. Mm-hmm. I did once see you. This is now. I'll I'll admit. Yeah. I'll come clean that I've played games with you before. I did once <laughs> watch you fail to name three books oh, in a God. five second period of time. When we were playing that, like, five seconds game. I'm terrible at trivia. That was literally one of my favorite moments in life, because you failed so hard. Also, I've read a lot of books. I know! That's what made yeah. it so delicious. <laughs> I'm really glad to bring up painful memories. That's also why I'm here. This is all about airing our feelings. Yeah, just yeah. Kind of, yeah. getting it out. Getting it, out, getting it all getting out there. Yeah, into the I, um, yeah I, I, uh, I consider myself a smart person and an educated person. Mm-hmm. And I'm... I am markedly bad at trivia. Yeah, yeah, and you failed the New York game, too. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Yeah, that really was also that very good. Yep. Oh, yeah, and Jay Shell was my <laughs> unwitting partner, and she really got screwed on that. Thought she landed a ringer, but yeah. <laughs> I was mistaken. No. Yeah, that was... Whoops. I, but, even, I know a lot of things about New York City. Fortunately, anyway, Dungeons and Dragons does not require you to know trivia. Right. So yeah, oh yeah. Long story <laughs> short, Noah is really does not like competition and didn't see playing games as a thing that would be fun, but instead a thing that would be divisive. Ah, maybe mm. maybe playing with me in particular. You should ask him that later. I I will actually. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so so you were like, let's play games after dinner, and he and he was like, no, thank you. <laughs> Oh, you're no impression. Spot on. Right? Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Anyway, so like we hadn't. I mean, we definitely. So did you ever like talk Adam him was... into playing games other than Dungeons and Dragons, or like, like yeah. had you like begun yeah. playing things? Yes, yeah, so we had okay. begun playing some things. I think also part of the context is that like we would play because my family's a big game board game mm-hmm. family, and so like we'd be hanging out with my sister, or my mom, or like more our extended family at Thanksgiving and stuff, and we play games, and we're all super competitive, mm. and so like. More competition was not better for him, so I I think he just thought it was going to be unfun. My family banned playing Uno during holiday <laughs> gatherings for like a full year because things were getting too heated. I during, Uno's during some... not even that competitive. I thought I kicked J Shell's family's ass at Uno. Like yeah. it was the first time we ever played. It was a big family gathering. It was like eight of us. I was trouncing on him. I was playing Madraw fours at the worst Ooh, times. Yeah. Just I was skipping, yeah. reversing everything. Yeah. I had one card left. I said Uno, slapped it down. Or I said Uno, got around to me. It was perfect, lined up. It was like green. I had a green card, slapped it down, and I was like, I win. And then they introduced a rule that I had never heard before called Uno Out, which is that you don't say I win when you win the game. You say Uno Out when you put down your last card, or else you have to pick up like 17 fucking cards. So I had to pick up half the deck, and then I securely lost the game because we played for places and I don't think I even got to finish. You got that? I got wow. got bad. Yeah. They clowned on me the whole rest of the day and since then. You deserved it, I bet. <sighs> I'm mad. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was say, the, the moral of the story is you deserved to not know. <laughs> I'm on Team J Shell with this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and her family. Her entire yeah. extended family. I've never met them. I bet they're nice. Oh, they're wonderful. Yeah. They just don't play Uno fair. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so so uh, it's fitting then that um, 
the game that we're bringing today is not a competitive game really at all. Right. So Noah was super jazzed about playing this game. I had no idea what it was like. I didn't (laughs) know what the playthrough was like. I'd never seen anybody playing it or anything. Um, So he was excited about it, so I was excited that he was excited. I also like... That's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a very sweet sentiment. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 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 We're good together. Mm -hmm. Um, No, also, like, just logistically, like, it was going to be happening in my home... For sure. We lo- as you guys know, because you've done this before, like we like having people over a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, why why wouldn't I try playing? Um, but to be perfectly honest, I was super intimidated. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you guys through Noah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have a large friend group yeah. of people like that I know through Noah, mm-hmm. uh, and you guys all seem to have this like deep gaming experience that I did not have. There First time I met Eli and Brittany, which are like some of the first friends, like uh-huh. we know in our dating. Yeah. We, you know, we went to brunch, the four of us, and they just talked about stuff. I didn't even know what they were talking about. Yeah, it could have been a comic book. It could have been a video game. I had it was no just, oh, idea. You were like, I recognize English as the language being spoken, but exactly. otherwise, I got nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had. I bet they thought I was like a quiet person, mm. a reserved Mistaken. person. <laughs> 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 You were already devising ways to beat them in games that they hadn't even begun playing yeah, right. with you yet. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the whole time they were talking, you were just imagining other games happening and you winning each time. That's how competitive you are, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. And Noah meekly bowing out each time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which makes uh, me sound awful. It also makes Noah sound awful. Like, we're... That's yeah, really the point of this. We'll have it on, and then people can decide for them. The listeners can decide for themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, subjectively Subjectively <laughs> What I found uh, particularly interesting when we started playing D&D, too, mm-hmm. was because uh, when you say you don't have a frame of reference for it, that's including, you know, D&D was the foundation for role-playing game tropes that we were all familiar with through video games and mm-hmm. things like that. So mm-hmm. every piece of terminology that we were all associating Ooh. with, yeah. you know, other adjacent, you know, forms of media or whatever, you you were you were like, what is that? What does that mean? Right. And there, so there was stuff, you know, as basic as, like, I'm going to be a wizard. I'm going to be a cleric. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Like, I know yeah. what a wizard is in, like, you're familiar English with, word. Were you at least, yeah. like, did you at least, like, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien or anything like that? Or, or Harry Potter? Like, had you been a fan of any fantasy books? I had read like Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But that was really, I mean the extent of it. Yeah, 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 for sure. So that was that was um, maybe the only connection there. And then you were familiar yeah. with the idea of like clerical work maybe, but not so much. <laughs> yeah, I think a cleric sounds awful. <laughs> I do paperwork at work. Why, why would I do yeah. it on the weekend? I want to be the class where I do the most filing. <laughs> Ooh, forms. Ooh, in triplicate. That's what all that graph paper's for. We don't have any of that. We don't have any other stationery. That's exactly it. Oh, man. Yeah, so yeah. I, was, I was very intimidated uh in in this group playing, Brittany was also there, but I think it's of note that I felt like this was a masculine thing uh, sure. that I didn't relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys are all really nice, but I was worried that people were going to get like fed up with me not knowing stuff. Um, I mean, I I would like to think that that wouldn't Michael's have happened. Michael's admitting now that he did get fed up with <laughs> you for not knowing stuff. I hate yeah, he's like no, on the first session. Was, I was furious. It was more. It was more like interesting to just kind of see that other perspective of, mm. um, you know, because I had just been so ingrained. I, I was reading. Right. I was reading long ass fantasy books when like before I was ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I had been 
It was too <laughs> it humble, was too Greg. It was too late. For, it was too late for me early on, is what I'm saying. Cut Once back again, to when you were not the being bully. bullied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I being bullied. Um, so that was interesting to see. But what I think, what I think really helped, um, uh, maybe alleviate some of that concern was just the fact that the Dungeons and Dragons is a pretty rule intensive game, yeah. and so even yeah. though you were asking questions about certain terms and tropes that we were mm-hmm. all familiar with, I think. We also just had so many questions about every sure. single thing we were yeah. doing because none of us had played before. Yeah. No, and the moral of the story is not that like I was nervous and then all of those uh, anxieties were born out. The more, right? <laughs> Everything yeah. proved true. Right. I was right. nervous and everybody was mean to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I think what it, quite the opposite was yeah. like this. I was very nervous about starting to play, but it was it was fun and it was something different. It was outside of my comfort zone, but in yeah. a really a really cool way. Can you tell me, like, because I wasn't there for the first session, can you tell me about, like, yeah, the sure, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Nice. Yeah. No, we'll tell both of us then about that day. Like, that first day of doing yeah, it. Like, picking yeah. your character and stuff like that. I'm dying to know, like, knowing nothing, like, what that was like for you. Right. So, we did the starter set first. Mm-hmm. So, there were some prefab characters. Mm-hmm. There's also, I mean, there's, like, it's funny. There's a popular podcast that started off with the starter set, like, mm-hmm. a live play yeah. one. And I now Are we like. Are not allowed to reference it? Um, I forget what it's called, and which I, I don't. It's the I'm same dude sure. from the my brother, my brother. Oh, the Adventure Zone. Yes, the yeah. Adventure Zone. Yeah, which they made a comic book about, and I opened up to a random page mm-hmm. and could be like, "Oh, there's that part with the bridge when the mm. water flows out." You know what oh, I mean? Because yeah, now yeah, I've yeah. done the starter set twice. I know you guys like. Mm-hmm. It's such a like solid piece of D and D lore that mm-hmm. I actually only got exposed to it through Noah, but yeah. yeah. I just thought that that Noah is always exposing himself. That actually, yeah. in a lot of ways, but fortunately in this case, it was only Dungeons and Dragons. He's exposed himself in worse ways to me during college, but yeah. you know, fair. Yeah. yeah, to us all. Yeah. <laughs> Noah loves his naked time. Oh, he really God. does. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, he does. Bleach <laughs> yep. on the eyes. All right, um, but yeah, no, I. Sorry. Subjectively <laughs> I literally wanted you to tell a story, and then I started telling another story over top of it, so I apologize. It's fine. All I wanted to bring up was that it's um, the starter set is such a known thing that hearing your unique experience with mm. it is... is uh, and I think everybody has that that's played it, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm really thankful we did the starter set, because had we had to create characters... Yeah. Had we had... You know, there were way too many moving parts for me mm-hmm. the first time we played that any more moving parts, I think, would have really turned me off to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Noah and the other people in the room did a really good job of of saying, like, you don't need to know it all right now. Like, each little step will learn more along the way. Mm-hmm. Which was exactly what I needed, yeah. and I think for a lot of people. That, was, that, had, that was for me, too. But, uh, yeah, it's it was... And honestly, because I've been, I've been wanting to do some DMing uh, of my mm-hmm. own eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think anyone new to the game, that's how I would recommend is, you know, don't worry. Don't worry so much about learning all the rules because there are just so many. Right. Just let the DM guide you through mm-hmm. the adventure and essentially anytime you need to do something, you will learn a new thing. That sounds like about that. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is, that's, let, the, let the DM guide you. Yes, let, the, let the DM guide yeah. you and just lay there and, yeah, right? Like, that's that's what I heard. Uh, yeah. When you first had sex, that's what Noah did for you. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah, alright. You had just gone on your talk about listening to the DM. Right. So, oh, just letting the DM guide yeah, you. Yeah, letting the DM guide you, and mm-hmm. kind of what you were saying, you know, taking taking one rule at a time, essentially. Yeah. Um, 
what I'm curious about is, because um, I know what my own experience was with it, but um, what, I mean, was there any time during the first session where you felt comfortable? Not so Did much. you ease into it eventually, right? Yeah, is what yeah, you're yeah, yeah. I just love the idea that you were on fucking pins and needles the whole time. So was it a miserable no. experience the yeah, whole time? Yeah. yeah, she literally hated every second I of it and decided it. to do it then for three more years. Right, right. Um, so I think once I once it was clear that this wasn't a fast-paced game, right. I wasn't ever going to have to make a decision quickly. Um we're going to hear more about that in a bit. Keep going. Once, yeah, once I I realized, yeah, that it, it, I wasn't going to lose out by not sure, making a decision. Sure, of course. No time challenges. Knowing, yeah, yeah, exactly. That um, that took a lot of pressure off. That's good. And also, the first, you know, for the, the starter set, they have these prefab characters. And I had been reading them before people arrived and was like, this one sounds nice. But I had no context for, like, what does it mean? Like, What was the character that you picked? I played a fighter who I remember his name in our game, but I don't remember. Oh, Queet Zooch. Yeah, Queet yeah. Zooch. But like, I don't remember what he was. He was a. I well, I think the pronoun was they because they were oh, gender sorry, non-binary. Yeah. Sorry, I don't I mean to correct you about your own character. Yeah, that was that was like the only thing I remember yeah. really about the character. Yeah, Queet Zooch had a penchant for messing up in really important scenarios. situations. Yeah, yeah. and um, yes. Use the they pronoun. They were a fighter. They were a human fighter. Oh, okay. A human. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a human. Paladin. Yeah. No, it's no it was just a fighter because yeah. Paladin's a, a different class. Right. So, but I didn't. I wasn't even aware of what this like class race construct was, except in real life. And so I was yeah. really weirded out by. You're it. like I'm a middle class <laughs> white human. Is that uh, <laughs> is that what I'm playing? Because mm -hmm. that's what I play as in real life. Too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can handle this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to relate, I guess. Yeah. My role-playing game is really just uh, <laughs> my own role. That's fine. Um, yeah, so I didn't really have it. I didn't have much to go off of, mm -hmm. right? There were these like, I didn't know what I was actually looking for and what what would it mean to be a warlock or be a I don't know a half elf or anything. Sure, like yeah, exactly. Um, and so we got in there, and then I think it was Eli who was like, "Oh, I really want to be this one," and that had been the character I was thinking I wanted to play. Oh, Verna. rogue maybe. Oh, okay. Verna. The rogue. Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, which was you know it was fine. I was like, I have no skin in this game yet, right? Literally. Like, I had not played Boy, the game. I don't know. That yeah, I hope it wasn't. I was about to say, are you literally now required to put skin into this game? <laughs> I came in after well, the first well, session. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know how Dungeons and Dragons no were made to cut a chunk of sport. skin off before every game. <laughs> that's Not the like, starter set, though. That's how they hook you. That yeah. sounds like a, a first session only thing, because I don't remember ever doing that. <laughs> no, but anyway, so I didn't, I, right, I just kind of got handed this character. It was kind yeah. of the last one that nobody picked. Oh, that's adorable. I think. I think I volunteered to do oh, that because okay. I truly had no, uh, no concept of what any of it would mean, and it actually sure. was nice to be a fighter to begin with, because um, it's just really simple mechanics. Like I have a weapon, mm -hmm. it does this thing, you know, and like Hannah knows how a sword works, right? Right. And whereas like I didn't really have much concept of how these spells. You saw work. the larpers out there in the field. <laughs> so you that was how she looked. You figured it out. I'm a swordsman. Don't yeah, you know that I, you're right. That is one of your main talents. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, when we had these characters, I don't know, it, I think maybe an hour in, I was like, okay, I get 
I know 100% more than I knew an hour ago. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of questions mm-hmm. outstanding, but I could figure it out. So the, just this idea of how you role play, I've never seen anyone do it. So the mechanics of like, I will walk over there now? Like, I didn't yeah. know, <laughs> know what that was. Everything felt like a question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I allowed to do this? And then Noah was saying things that didn't feel helpful at the time, but now make a whole lot of sense. Oh, like, tell me more about that. <laughs> Don't tell me more about how he wasn't helpful. No, I, I like that concept, though. Where it, you, it, I, I sometimes feel like it's it's like when you get frustrated because you feel like somebody's prodding you, but then you realize, like, oh, they just knew yeah, where yeah, I was course. supposed to go, right? Mm. But, like, what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, it was stuff like, don't tell me what you want to do. Don't tell me you want to, like, roll the die or do this check. Like, tell me what yeah. the character is doing and we'll facilitate that happening. Or, like... And also, like, there's not a right answer. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I was approaching it like a puzzle to be solved. Um, you know, also... Games. Games and, like, competitive. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I wanted to win. You yeah. wanted to roleplay the fucking best out of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was a room full of, like, theater kids. Like, <laughs> I had never been in a play, you know. Although I think... I wasn't even really role-playing much at all in the, the starter set, because I was too busy right. trying to get my head around the rules. Exactly. Um, Louis, yeah. was, Louis was really the... Louis and, uh, and Dance and Mike were really the only ones who, I think, had, like, role-playing-ish characters. Yeah. And they did a very good job. Played. Yeah. yeah. As a background, Michael, didn't you buy, like, the books or, like, start reading obsessively... I did. Like, PDFs and stuff <laughs> like I, that? Like, I have PDFs of a lot of the rule books on my phone. I bought the real things, too, in case anyone from Wizard of the Coast is listening. Um... <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I, I wound up getting really into it because I was mm-hmm. so fascinated by all the different rules and mechanics. Mm-hmm. And so I started to, yeah, I, I wound up just like reading on the train and, and all that stuff, a bunch of, a bunch of different things and, and really studied up a lot. Because especially once we got to the end of the, um, really that I started doing that once we got to the end of the starter campaign and mm-hmm. we were going to roll our, our new characters. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was like, I want, I want to make sure I have a full understanding of what I'm, committing to and also in reading right. the rules I realized about a hundred different things I could have been doing with my starter <laughs> character that I that you hadn't. just hadn't done right um yeah I mean I I uh I didn't want to do anything wrong mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that first session so there was a lot of like you know oh well my character sheet says that like my motivation is xyz it's this one sentence or one phrase mm-hmm. so that's the only thing that I'm ever gonna talk about because you know I don't want to like overstep what an annoying person that would be. By the way, like, if you were in real life, like, this person's like, I need to avenge my father's death. And it's like, over and over we're again. getting lunch. Like, what do you want for the lunch? Do you want to avenge my father's death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That can be lunch if you want. <laughs> we're going to get tacos. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> but like, that, that's, yeah, just your father. Tacos. Oh, just, like, eating them angrily. Um... Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's intense. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your character that you made yourself. I, uh, like, oh, yeah, I was yeah. say, once we got to the right. end. So it was much more, it, it, it was great to do the starter set, mm-hmm. really, that we did, and I learned everything I, I feel like I needed to learn to then have a really successful character creation. And now I'm, I play a monk, I'm a half-elf monk named May. Um, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I really leaned into D&D because I did not, I'm not a, creative person in the way that you guys are <laughs> i don't it, you know this friend group mm-hmm. um that mostly attended a theater college yeah yes. or a theater adjacent <laughs> or a theater adjacent yes. college like it was a theater school yeah it was like you guys 
you guys are creative and, you know, and make things, and that's what brings you joy, and that's just never been my professional experience, and it's certainly mm-hmm. not been a lot of what I do in, in terms of hobbies either. Um, so D&D's been so much fun to kind of just let loose in a way that I yeah. just wasn't very practiced at. Um, and so playing May is fun also because she's just really different than me, but in mm-hmm. some ways is also not, not that different. <laughs> is she also competitive? Yeah. Um, no, she's no. not. She's oh, okay. She's not competitive. She has no ego. She's not afraid of death. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and even, I mean, it's and true, you, competitive, egotistical, and terrified, terrified, terrified of the great beyond. Yes. Uh, I, I think human, most humans are oh, afraid yeah. of death. I mean, it's, I, don't it's think it's I'm, I don't think I'm more afraid yeah. of death than most people, but... Um, no fear of death in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Too dark. Yeah. Um, what I will say is, what I think is interesting about that is, one, mm. you know, obviously having played this other campaign with you. Also, mm-hmm. I've seen you do a lot more role-playing with this character. At May. And uh, I think yeah. um, Louis brought up uh, in the, after one of our early sessions, kind of about how he observed how all of, every, everyone's character, even though a lot, a lot of people were role-playing a lot more, mm. how the characters were clearly coming from a place that everyone related to a lot more closely. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. there are a lot of qualities about May that I can see you know, Hannah, you know, brought mm-hmm. yourself to, and then, mm-hmm. like, like my character's very theatrical, and that is kind of, <laughs> of course, what I would have done. Um, and then, Although your bard, the first time around, was also The bard great. was supposed to be theatrical, but I was too busy. I did some interesting things in that campaign, mainly because I got really rec- lucky on a dice roll once while talking to a dragon, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> um, uh, but I... Oldest story in the book. Got a nerd alert just went off <laughs> real yeah, hard real somewhere. Hard. Unlike the rest of this podcast. Uh, I think that actually peaked it. I think the buzzing you heard in the background before was the alert going off. It's <laughs> preemptive um, nerd alert. Michael's going to talk about that time he talked to a dragon. It, it, was, it was very notable. Um, but in terms of actually... So, like, the actions that the character took... Yeah, because I, I had a special power that revolved around singing songs to inspire people. So, you know, there were, there were things that I did mechanically... Uh, that fed into that, but in terms of the actual character, Trofeld the Bard really had no um, had no personality. Like there was mm. nothing, there was really nothing to him. He was just he just was that thing because right. he was a vehicle for Michael to try. I'm talking about myself in third person, but he was this yeah. vehicle for Michael to try to navigate the uh, the the rules of mm-hmm. the uh, of the game. But mm. uh, but then with yeah with Dyro, my character now, it's yeah flamboyant Southern. Wizard mm-hmm. man, lizard person, wizard lizard, wizard lizard, uh, warlock actually, but uh, oh. yeah. Oh, excuse me, pull up, push up my glasses. Um, uh, we, we all just reflectively <laughs> did, did that thing, yeah. Even though we see. don't wear glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it now that you know the the idea of who the character is is mm-hmm. just as important as what the character does, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's something that we all kind of had to get our heads around the first time. But I think. Yeah, but and the first time because I didn't make the character. Yeah. I felt like I, you know, I, I was limited to what was written on the sheet and that's not true. And mm-hmm. that goes back to the point about what Noah would have these kind of platitudes that make a lot of sense now that I know what he's talking about but didn't at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Um also never having act like maybe those are the kind of things directors say to actors, but I certainly uh, don't I mean know. it depends on the director. <laughs> yeah. Some directors are like DMs, would you say that? Yeah, actually I would. That's cool. Yeah. Some are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just like DMs. Um, but uh, yeah, I would. Um, 
I think I what I would really like to hear, actually, uh, Hannah, as we kind of bring this down to kind of what you took away from this experience, mm-hmm. is um, kind of what advice would you give uh, anyone listening who maybe has heard of Dungeons and Dragons, especially as mm-hmm. it's become more pervasive in uh, in pop culture, the, the current edition of it. Yeah, Stranger yeah. Things did a lot for it, and yeah, and the current. Who sent me. Like when Stranger Things came out, and they were like, yeah. "Oh, you do this." Thing. You do this thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you go to the upside down? Is that a yeah. thing that happens in Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. When you, everyone who plays Dungeons and Dragons goes through the experience that the kids in Stranger Things mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. Uh, which means it's still ongoing, and I'm terrified for what the third season of our Dungeons and Dragons campaign is going to look like. Um, but yeah, anyone who's listening who has heard of Dungeons and Dragons, especially you know through its increasing cultural um, significance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice would you have for them as someone who was very much uh, new to, to the whole role-playing thing? Uh, it's worth trying it. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like this thing you have to be good at from the get-go. And I you know, I think that also plays into kind of my own-ish, that I want to be good at things and I'm, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. afraid of being bad at things. Um, but that it's really, really low stakes. And yes, it's complex, but everybody else is also learning it. Mm-hmm. And um, you'd have to really be playing with a room full of jackasses for them to be upset with you for not knowing. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, having a good you heard it definitely here. makes a difference. Yeah, and um, it, it I wouldn't have played it with a group of strangers right. to begin with, um, and that I should have been able to kind of take a bigger risk and have been willing to play with a group of strangers. Yeah, but, but the fact that it was in this community of people who were like they're you're fine, they're my friends, and they yeah. like me, and I like them, and mm-hmm. and they also I. You know, I was worried about seeming dumb and bad at things. Like, they knew I wasn't dumb. They knew I was good at other things, just not mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was worthwhile, and it paid off. And it and it, it fills, like, a <clears throat> niche that nothing else in my oh, uh, yeah. social life or my daily life fills. Yeah. And that's really cool. Nice. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. find that you're, you've maybe been more open to trying other, like, you know, types of games and maybe even other experiences oh. that, that were in, intimidating to you before because of mm. this sort of thing? And if the, if the answer is no, just on Dungeons Dragons only, that's also okay. <laughs> uh, but, but if so, I'd, I'd be curious to hear it. Actually, if the answer yeah. is no, you lose. This podcast <laughs> is a game, <laughs> and you will lose if I you say a, no. I have a report card behind <laughs> yeah. my chair. I'm going to bring it up. It's going to say F for I've podcasting. I've been duped. I've been duped. Um, well, I don't think I would have said yes to coming on somebody's podcast. Mm. Oh, all right. If you know, if I hadn't had this kind of experience, I think doing doing new things that scare you is a good practice as humans, and this was a really fun way to do it. Yeah, I'm getting props from, <laughs> from our sound <laughs> engineer. Yeah. Um, no, but it's true, and and I see some people in my life, particularly some older people in my life, who uh, have maybe stopped flexing that muscle of mm-hmm. doing things that are scary or doing things that are new, uh, and I. I want to be really cognizant of, like, that's not what I want to do. I want to continue to try new things. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is a pretty easy way to do that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, I'm, but I, I think finding, you know, finding a way to make that as easy for yourself as possible isn't bad mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. If, if that's what gets you over that hump of, mm-hmm. you know, whatever your initial fear or resistance Absolutely. to that is. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, do you have... Um, I do have one question. Do you have a favorite memory, like, in-story memory, that, like, May or uh, your other character completed? Like, I, I know sometimes when I think mm. back on those kinds of things, like, it almost feels like a memory I have. Like, do you have anything right. like that? Yeah. I, Tro, you were certainly there sure. when this happened, and I can't remember all the... I never remember. No, that's fine. 
The place and character names are oh my God. out of control. I'm sorry, Wizards of the Coast. I no, know it's, it's, it's also, I don't envy anyone who has to sit down and write a hundred names. Naming things is hard. <laughs> I hate naming things. Yeah. Yeah, the only reason like, this podcast exists is because I thought of a name for it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, what is this podcast called? Replay Values. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, there, you there you go. There you go. Find it on the on the stuff. I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to subscribe. There you go. Yeah. iTunes. Or whatever. Whatever. Um... Oh, mark my words, my next character's name is going to be, like, Carlos. It's something <laughs> very simple. I am not... Totally fair. I will not be... And we'll all agree again. not to make a bunch of characters with the same starting letter. Because we have, like, yeah. two D names, like, three... M's, like, two M names. Yeah. M, three M names. Oh, wow. Just, yeah. That's too much. It's, it's weird true. how that works out. We have to talk to each other more about... You know what I mean? Like, plan a kind of, like, bouquet. Right. We, we need to coordinate a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, I'm sorry. You're, you're, the story, the memory of uh, a particular um, particular event. Yeah. So I think one of the, yeah, one of the things that this plays into, of course, is, like, we all have our own kind of insecurities about who we are, but then our characters get to be kind of good at the things we see ourselves as bad at. Mm. Um, I... I don't feel like I have a lot of self-efficacy when it comes to, like, physical things. Mm-hmm. So the idea of, like, going on a really hard hike is really intimidating to me. Because I'm like, but what if I can't do it? Mm. What if I can't get to the end and everyone else can? You know, that's another podcast. <laughs> but, uh... Our exercise yeah. value. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That would not be able to yeah. talk on that no. one. No. It, it would be all of us being like, well, but, yeah. I didn't go to the gym again this week. <laughs> people and it'd be like oh you got a lot of muscles <laughs> what's that like <laughs> so you can continue with your story i apologize for derailing um, well so that's the context of why this memory feels really cool mm-hmm. is, is we were up in whatever the northern part of right icewind dale i believe Icewindale. yes right and i'm also a fairly timid or i'm a risk averse person sure um, and May, my character, is not. And she's also a monk, so she's, like, a fucking badass fighter. She can just, like, run and jump on things, whatever. And she runs and jumps off a wall onto a giant's back and proceeds, like, after a few turns, to kill said giant. Yeah, you, like, stomped it to death, essentially. Yeah, I think I kicked mm-hmm. it to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Um, and that was so empowering. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, because it was make-believe, right? But, but it was so but that, incredibly yeah. empowering, and that... I don't know. That's, that's but that's how I feel about a lot of, you know, you can you can look at a lot of different things, you know, especially nowadays with, you know, all obsession over, like, comic book movies and all this mm-hmm. stuff and say, well, it's all made up, you know, who really gives a shit. But I think if it empowers you in a real way, in, you know, in a way that you then bring into the real yeah. world itself, that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's, that is... Awesome. That is the value of the game itself. Oh. Oh. And I'm going to work that sentence into every episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but for real though, that is, right. that is the, um, you know, I think that is what, really what enriches that, that type of yeah. experience. Yeah. It's, it's escapist in just the right kind of way. Yeah. Uh, and, and so we, re- you know, these articles that have come out about like um, incarcerated people playing D&D oh, while in I've prison. I read one about. Um, we'll put a link to this in their uh, yeah. in their episode notes. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll find the story. This kind of stuff it's so moving because it's like you're you're free, you can do whatever you want. Like you're not encumbered by the things that you're encumbered by mm-hmm. in real life. And and I'm 
Oh, for me, it was or? it was an article about children in the hospital playing, playing games. And it, yeah, oh, I get goosebumps even just talking about yeah. it. Like it, it's we just also so wear sweet. Shorts. Yeah, that's true too. That's to show <laughs> off the goose, that's to show off the goosebumps. You just have goosebumps normally. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, damn! But if, you were, if you check, there's even more goosebumps than before. <laughs> I'm not going to check that. Count the bumps. I always check. <laughs> Hashtag count the bumps. That was the. Oh. That was such a nice, wonderful, warming story that I turned into odd. A story about your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, I'll save it for exercise values. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's our body positive gaming podcast yeah. coming out shortly. Um, but yeah, the story of incarcerated people is yeah. escaping. No, it's, it's really good. And, and what you're yeah. saying about it is, you know, it allows people to experience something that may be outside of their immediate reality. Um, however, yeah. yeah, and you get to kind of throw off like whatever your own ish is and just be this other character that has, you know, can't just like do everything. You're not just like some Superman, mm-hmm. but because, you know, you have your own abilities and like I'm, you know, my character is still bad at some things and good at other things, but they're just different than the things I'm good and bad at. And, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I'm, maybe this is stretching, but it seems like a, an exercise in empathy, too. Yeah. Um, in being able to put yourself in, literally put yourself in somebody else's shoes and just see what it might feel like to be, like, May's really bad at, like, I don't know, knowing who to trust, like, getting mm. a read on people. She's not very well read. Like, those are things that Hannah prides herself on. Mm-hmm. Um, you are also much better in real life at social interactions than your character is <laughs> in the times that we've had yeah, to talk our true. way out of situations. Yeah, yeah, May is, yeah. Not, yeah, not the most uh, street smart no. individual. No, not at what, all. With all being, you know, cloistered in a uh, monastery for uh, a long time. And for being like 20. And oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, sorry to our 20-year-old listeners. Um, awesome. Well, I think... Uh, I think this was a great experience. Uh, thank you so much for for coming on to share of it with course, us. Of course, yeah. Um, and is there anything uh, you know you want to plug in terms of social media stuff you're working mm. on, anything like that? You can find me on Twitter at Hannah Lupian. I'm the only one. That's H A N N A H L U P I E N. It is. There you go. Wonderful. And yeah. I, well, and you got that just your name. No one else. No other Hannah Lupians. I don't Twitter. know that there's any other Hannah Lupians in the world. Oh. Or if there are. If you're, you're listening to this them. and your name is Hannah Lupian, DM me. <laughs> get into a DM. <laughs> that's a, see, that's a D and D joke. Yeah, and that's true. a Twitter. Joke. Yeah, maybe also run a campaign in Dungeons and Dragons that we can all play. That'd be great. I um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all a, I got. Nothing you want to promote? Anything like that? Any no nonprofits that you work for that you want people to do? <laughs> <laughs> Something that you mentioned before we started recording? Yeah. <laughs> out of that. Out of Total non sequitur. Yeah. I, uh, I work for a great nonprofit called the Queen's Community House. We provide services to low income and middle income families all over Queens. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find us on Twitter, I think at QCHNYC. Okay. Sounds we'll good. Might not not. Be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The link will be below. Yeah, exactly. We'll include that in there. Um, well, we hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. Uh, we, you can find replay values uh, anywhere where you get podcasts, on uh, iTunes, Google, all that fun stuff. Um, and you can find me on uh, social media at, uh, at tro underscore, underscore Chelly. Jesus Christ, I can't say <laughs> um, At tro underscore Chelly on Twitter. Um, 
And uh, Patrick, where can they find you? They uh, that's see that's your Twitter activity at Patrick B C Malloy. So it's P A T R I C K B C M O L L O Y. Perfect. Well, Hannah, thank you again for for coming on board. We really Thanks appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, yeah, this was great. Great. Well, all right. We'll see you later. Great. Bye. Roll tape. Thanks for that. Okay, so now if I stay perfectly still with my head inclined this way. I know Jay Shell loves if so, there's a sound effect in the background. Uh, Louis, please run that old, old timey. Like, <laughs> Great. Equipment. Okay, and uh, we're rolling. <laughs> the wonders of modern technology. <laughs> It'll sound like we're in the car, we're in the automobile with you. <laughs> Would you like me to put some warm vinyl hiss? <laughs> yes. yes. Can, can we eat some pops and cracks too, please? Thank you. <laughs> Only if we can do a lot of retro- record scratch moments. At times. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, cool. Cool. All right. So, shall we just dive in? Yeah, I think so. Does it sound? Do you do you hear a lot of stuff in the background, or does it sound pretty good? I know that's our biggest concern. Yeah. Um. Nope. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Um. Did you forget words? <laughs> Sorry, this is like that weird moment of like, it's it's like when you're going to like jump in a pool or, I don't know. <laughs> All right, you know what? <laughs> don't, don't need like a simile for this. Cool. All right, that was a good run, and uh, we're recording. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Oh, whoops, I didn't stop yet. Um... <laughs>